You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last night's game. And now Duvall sends one deep to left center field. Duvall back-to-back nights in Atlanta and it's 4-3 Miami two balls two strikes two outs two on as this one is in the air out to left center field this one no it's not a triple it's another home run for Adam Duvall what a night it's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network Marlins take the first two in their four-game series against the Braves. Duvall with a pair of homers, as you heard right there. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily. Tuesday was a beautiful thing, Horvat. We had a 17-game slate, and we had those off days in the first week. But now, just keep on rolling, man. Over to 15 more games uh, today. So let's continue the baseball conversation. Bring in Odyssey Insider MLB Network Insider John Heyman. You follow him on Twitter at John Heyman. He co-hosts the Big Time Baseball Podcast, their very own Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, John, always appreciate uh, your time here on the show. I, w- I wanted to start with uh, the that pitcher's duel we had last night with the White Sox and the Indians. I'm not one of those that really hates the extra inning rule. And you see this vitriol and social media every time we run into it. Okay, yeah, runner on second base. But uh, did any part of you feel like uh, we go to extras and we start with a runner on second base? Did it feel like it kind of ruined what we saw with Bieber and Giolito? No, I I actually like that rule. I mean, uh, this way the games end quicker. I've seen enough 15, 18 inning games uh, to last a lifetime. I think the uh, record so far is the, the games uh, end after one inning 75% of the time and after two innings after the 11th, uh, 92% of the time. I'm fine with that. It brings more strategy into the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys aren't going for home runs. Uh, you got to decide whether to bunt. Then you, oftentimes the first team will score a run. You got to figure out what to do. You play for two. What do you do? So I, I think it brings more strategy. Uh, a little more speed into the game, and uh, I like. I, I do see the complaining. Whenever somebody's team loses, they complain. That's just the way yes. it is. <laughs> Yankees lost two like that, and already their fans were upset. So uh, it's just the way it goes. You got to have a good relief core. Yep, uh, that's the nature nature of sports and fans in general. Okay, so we're trained this time of the year. Small sample, small sample, no matter what you say. Uh, <laughs> however you analyze something, got to say small sample. But at this stage. You know, for most teams, 10, 11 games into it. Are there any potential surprise teams off to a nice start? And and you're thinking, okay, this could be real. They could be in the mix for the division all season. You know, I'm going to say the Reds. I mean, they did not hit it all last year, despite having a decent lineup. And uh, they're hitting like gangbusters to start this season. Totally different. 
uh, vibe that they've got going. So, uh, so far, I would say my surprise team is the Reds, and their team maybe could hang in there. But I, I am a small sample. I get it. Uh, the only conclusion I'm really drawing is the Dodgers are fantastic, which we knew going <laughs> in. Anyone else, I mean, you know, whether you're two, three games under or two, three games over, I don't want to draw too many conclusions on that. And John, I'm the same way, but is there any overreaction with some of these teams, again, small sample size that have struggled out of the gate, like the Braves at four and seven, or even the Yankees at five and six, where you do have some concerns? Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about the Braves. I think they're going to be great. I really do. Uh, I, I, I think they're, I mean, their, their lineup is great. They added Morton. They're having Anderson now for the whole year. Um, so I, I have no concern about the Braves uh, whatsoever. I'm not worried about that record. One, one team I'm a little concerned on the start would be Washington. Uh, you know, they have the COVID issue. Uh, I think almost everybody's back now from that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they have not looked good uh, beyond the COVID issue. John, it's really early and obviously looking at some guys that could potentially get moved at the deadline, some names that keep popping up, obviously, in Chicago, Chris Bryant. The Cubs are five and six, but they're really not hitting the baseball. You know, who are some of the bigger names that you could see getting moved? Like, for example, Chris Bryant or Wilson Contreras, anybody really in Chicago, if they continue to struggle. What's the earliest even that you could see some of these guys start to get moved here? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a possibility, certainly. Uh, Baez and Bryant being, being free agents. I mean, Rizzo's a free agent, too, but we can assume that uh, he's going to stay with the Cubs. They're going to figure out a way to keep uh, Anthony Rizzo. Um, so I would say, yeah, the, Bryant and Baez are in it. But, you know, in that division, I'll be surprised if the Cubs aren't in it. They're, they're a pretty decent team, even if they're not hitting like we expect. Um, you know, I, I still think with the Hap, um, you know, uh, Peterson's going to get going. Um, you know, I, I think Baez is a good offensive player. Contreras, Bryant, uh, Rizzo certainly better than he's shown so far. He might be pressuring a little bit based on the uh, the, the contract and the fact they haven't gotten it done. So I, I still I still see the Cubs. Uh, I still see the Cubs in the face. With John Heyman, he's an Odyssey and MLB Network insider. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. On BetQL Daily, uh, John, a couple weeks into the season. Uh, and last night, so Hendricks gets gets uh, pulled from his start because he wasn't feeling well just minutes before that Cubs-Brewers game was set to get going. And the team overall, they're dealing with a bunch of COVID issues. A couple coaches tested positive. A bunch of players went on the COVID list. Uh, a, a few pitchers. Are you surprised that um, that we're dealing with this and there are, there are teams that have not hit that 85% uh, check mark yet? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I know a lot of players who are very reluctant to get the, the shot. Um, the Yankees did. They got over 85%, but they had some holdouts. I think every team. I don't think anyone's had unanimous. So good for them. I know Colorado went over. Um, you know, I think uh, pretty soon we'll be up to half the teams probably going over, which will lift some restrictions. Uh, but at this point, we've got still more than half the teams, I think, that are not over 85%. So there are at least four players on the on 85% on a, more, a majority of teams that have not done it. Um, you know, it's, it's like the country. A lot of people are reluctant. Uh, the teams are encouraging it, though. You've got your employer encouraging it. Uh, you would think that would help. But, you know, people are set in their ways. They have their beliefs. And uh, whatever political side you're on, you may be an anti-vaxxer. Um, that's just the uh, reality of uh, what goes on. 
Yeah, hopefully that changes uh, pretty soon. Uh, last night, Otani hits another homer. He, he has four so far on the season. Angels uh, lose a close one to the Royals. Otani, a lot of hype. Uh, we saw Sunday Night Baseball a couple weeks. He, he, uh, he got injured in a play at the plate. Do you expect Joe Madden uh, to continue having him uh, pitch one day a week and uh, every day in the lineup hitting? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan, to uh, be a starter and then uh, hitting in the lineup, which, you know, obviously the guy's a dangerous hitter. Um, I mean, 119 miles an hour plus, and he throws 100. So I, I don't know if we've ever seen a player like that. Uh, just an incredible talent. I, I don't know. If he's, is he the best all-around talent? I mean, it's fair to say Mike Trout is the best player in the game, his teammate. But who's the best all-around talent? Is it Bellinger or is it? Or is it Otani? I think it's one of those two in terms of actually just throwing the ball and running and uh, hitting and everything else. The one thing Bellinger does is he plays good defense in the outfield, and if he plays first base, he's outstanding there too. Whereas Otani, uh, that's the one weakness you would say. He's uh, more of a DH, but he's got great speed, great power, great pitcher. That's the plan. I, I could see him as a closer and, and a hitter, uh, you know, I see that in Little League when a guy is very talented and throws hard and hits hard. Uh, but, you know, I think the plan probably comes from above, you know, and uh, that's the way they've always wanted to do it. They wanted him to be a starter. It's a big, big deal when they signed him. And, uh, you know, if you're a great starter, it's very, very valuable. But, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing he's been able to do as well as he has uh, overall. John, it's the first couple of weeks of the season, but I find myself watching more baseball than the last couple of years just because I think there's just so much talent. Even some of these rebuilding teams, I find myself watching Detroit a lot, watching the Tigers. Uh, who's the best kept secret in baseball? Who do you like to watch? That maybe uh, no well, I, we just talked about the Angels. I mean, that's a team that I watch because of Otani and because of Trout. Um, I want to see Key Brian Hayes play. Uh, he, he was fantastic at the end of last year. I think he's going to be a superstar defensively. He's right up there. I mean, I don't want to say Arenado because Arenado might be the best of all time, but he's right up there with Chapman and uh, Ursula. I mean, he's one of the best in the game defensively and uh, offensively. He's incredible, but he's on the DL or sorry, IL right now. And when he comes back, that's a guy I keep an eye on. Pirates, the rest of the team, uh, not great, but uh, Key Brian Hayes is a guy to, to look at. You brought up the NL Central and obviously a winnable division for pretty much any team except for the Pirates. What are your thoughts on the Brewers and their rotation today? Corbin Burns on the mound. He's been fantastic, but they're not really giving him any run support, so he hasn't won a game yet this season. Yeah, Burns and Woodruff give him a great one-two punch. They got a great one-two punch on the back end there in the bullpen um, with uh, Williams and Hader. And, um, you know, I, I I picked them in that division. Um, I was debating St. Louis. They had Arenado. You've got Goldsmith. St. Louis had some pitching injuries that concerned me in spring training with Michaelis and Kim not looking 100%. And uh, that's why I, I, I actually think the Brewers do a nice job. And um, I kind of think they're a slight favorite, at least in my mind. I mean, maybe not the odds makers, but uh, in mm -hmm. my mind, I, I think the Brewers are a slight favorite in that division. Yeah, uh, both of us agree with you on that one. Our guest, John Heyman. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. If we assume health, can Byron Buxton maybe not play to this level because he's at such a wild pace. Some metrics have him as the best player in baseball right now. But but if he can finally stay healthy, are we going to see an all-star season from Buxton? Uh, you would think so. I mean, he was a number two overall pick for a reason. And in that draft, he actually got the biggest 
bonus. I was I was actually at MLB Network for that draft, and I believe it was Correa who was picked first, but Houston got a deal, and then we were able to add McCullers and several other players. Buxton was basically conceded to be the top player, and it's just been injuries that have really prevented him from uh, being that superstar. Um, you just hope he stays healthy. I mean, defensively, fantastic in terms of speed. He's in the top five in baseball, maybe the top two. Um, and, you know, he's hitting up a storm so far. Uh, superstar potential is there. I mean, that's yeah, if he's if he's doing that, you know, you got that team with Cruz and, uh, you know, all the other players. They got some young players who are still in the minors. Kirloff, uh, they're a pretty talented bunch, uh, the Twins. are like, I, to be honest, I picked the White Sox in that league. I like mm-hmm. the White Sox starting pitching better. I think Cease is extremely talented, and I love the addition of Lynn, who to me is an underrated pitcher. So I, I slightly favored the White Sox, but uh, boy, the Twins are a big threat. Is Ronald Acuna the best player in the National League right now? <laughs> right now, this today, <laughs> yeah. uh, he asked me the question. He is. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the best players are Trout in the American League and Betts in the National League, but. Uh, you know, Acuna's in the conversation. Uh, clearly, Soto's in the conversation. Uh, you know, for a hitter, I'll take Soto and Trout as the top two players. Um, Acuna's got that speed, too, though. So uh, he's in that conversation in the National League. I mean, Trout, we've kind of conceded that he's the best player in the game and best in the American League. Um, you know, I, I, I still could say that Betts, based on the track record, He's uh, the best player in the National League, uh, but we'll see. I mean, Acuna, Soto, Bellinger, uh, there are a lot of superstars in the National League. John, should we be taking the Boston Red Sox seriously? They've won seven games in a row. They're 7-3 and three and 4-0 and oh on the road. They just beat the Twins yesterday. Are they a legit contender, or are they just – it's early? Ah, uh, wow. I mean, they started out losing three to the Orioles, so I think everyone was giving up on yeah. them right away. Mm-hmm. I, I like their lineup. Um, you know, they've got some good pitching. Uh, on paper, you think, I mean, it's clearly the Yankees should be better. Uh, Toronto and the Rays are probably better. Uh, you know, I'm still thinking they're a fourth-place team, but, uh, you know, they've got Bogertz, who's one of the best shortstops in the game all around. Uh, J.D. Martinez, one of the better hitters in the game. Devers, a fantastic hitter at third base. Uh, their lineup is still very good. I mean, is it the best in baseball? I mean, maybe not. I mean, you'd probably take the Dodgers or the Braves, uh, but it's certainly up echelon. Top 10 lineup, so it gives them a chance. Um, but in that division, I, I, I still look at them at fourth place. That's John Heyman. He co-hosts the Big Time Baseball Podcast with Tony Gwynn Jr. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You're already following John on Twitter, at John Heyman. Thank you so much, John. All right, guys. Great talking to you, as always. Absolutely. A lot of fun. A lot of insight there from uh, John Heyman. And, and it is it is hard. I, and I hate that it feels like we have to preface it constantly. But uh, yeah. So if you look at the best players in the game right now, uh, if you're going by F4, or like, let's see, uh, slugging percentage. The only guy, Buxton's slugging over a thousand, which kind of slaps you in the face. I'm like, hey, idiot. Don't look at the numbers too much uh, this far into the season. And I get it. But um, when you look at, oh, I don't know. F4 will tell you Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles is the fifth best player right now. Like we know at the end of the season, that's not going to be the case. Right. I, I'm going to I'm gonna start to take it. It's been tough because we have these afternoon games and a lot of the books 
take all the futures and the awards off the board once the games start each day. So you have a very small window to take a look if these odds are changing at all. And it's going to, it's going to be the same thing today. I think we have like six or seven afternoon games. So it's tough to see if uh, we, there's been any value. Probably not after 10 games. If uh, some of the guys that are not off to hot starts are sliding down the board a little bit. I have to keep telling myself to like pump the brakes. Cause now I'm used to last year where it was a 60 game season. You were overreacting. Yeah, right. Out after week two, we got 162 of these this year, though. All right, Horvat. We well got 162 of these this year. We've got 15 games today. We're going to break down all of those matchups, tell you what we like for the sides, props, totals, all that good stuff. Strowski and Horvat, BetQL Audio Network.